please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Numa cela fria escura, corpo ensanguentado pelas mãos que batem nuas. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Uma voz chama o seu nome. Esperança se criou. Na escuridão ele responde. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Você sabe, irmão Silas. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. A morte esteve perto e eu só tenho dor. E quando abri meus olhos, please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Não sei o que será do amanhã e que futuro tem, mas eu louvarei. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Meu Deus, eu louvarei, meu Deus. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Louvarei, meu Deus. Não sei o que será. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. 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 Prisioneiros acordaram, cheios de alegria. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please 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 stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. 
Live. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. This is uh, is what day is that? Twenty third of uh, June, and I think we'll be coming back from Brazil. Pretty soon, right? And uh, uh, if we were had gone to Brazil, we'd have been back this week, back to Brazil. We miss Brazil. We miss the mission there. And uh, but we're preparing to begin our Bible study in Atlanta, July the second. So I'm inviting all of you folks to come to be a part of that. Amen. Uh, so let me go in or, or read the Bible this morning for John 16, verses 7 through 11. It says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart... I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father, you will see me no more. And judgment because the prince of this world is already judged. Father God, we thank you for this morning. Oh God, we ask you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ that you anoint and lead me and as I share the word this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. I worked on this verse yesterday. It says, uh, And when He, the Holy Spirit, is come, He will reprove or convict the world of sin. The NIV takes a different thing. When He comes, He will prove to be in the wrong about sin. In other words, you convict people to be in the wrong about sin. Uh, the King James, he will reprove the world of sin. And uh, the, the newly uh, revised standard, he will prove the world about sin. So most people who study the Bible use the words to convict, to reprove, or to convict the world. Eighteen times in the New Testament, it says, convict, reprove. And so the passage, uh, reprove, means to expose. There are two scriptures that I, I saw that really make sense. And what I'm trying to do today is to share with you, how do you understand that verse? And how does God do this? Because the word reprove or expose... Uh, it can be understood in different ways. Because it is the work of the Holy Spirit. Because it's what He's doing in your life. 
And how He's going to do in your life, it's your business, so you've got to get to know it. So to get to know how God does things in your life, is good for you to have a good relationship with God. Two scriptures are basic on this study. The first one is John 3.20. Can somebody read that for me? John 3.20. And the other one is Ephesians 5.13. Both of them are very important to understand the concept of being that the Holy Spirit exposed your sin. You know, you get scared. Am I hope everybody's going to know about my sin? Is exposing it? Okay, how does that work? So take a look. Uh, uh, John 3.20 For everyone who does evil hates the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Okay, let's take a look and read it very slow so we're able to see. Those of you that are listening to us this morning, I want you to get a hold of this idea of the conviction of the Holy Spirit. It says, for everyone that doth evil, hated the light. So, does means, if you are in the business of doing it without any conviction. So, it is a continuous act that produces hate. You hate. Now, the next word says, Neither cometh to the light. What do you mean? Neither cometh to the light. You don't like Jesus. You hate Jesus. You, are, you hate God. You hate churches. You burn everything. You hate God. Now, that explains a little better, doesn't it? For everyone who does evil hates the light. Now, the idea of does evil... It means you have a mind set up with God, against God, for evil. And you are sold on evil, and you care less about God. I mean, this verse is, you know, least his deeds should be reproved, should be exposed. So in order to get somebody who hates God, who is away from God, who never comes to God, the Holy Spirit convicts. You know, the Methodists have a, a word for that. It's called... Well, it's called uh, huh? the grace that comes before prevenient grace. Now, prevenient grace in Wesley terms is a grace that works on you convicting. You hate God, but it's just bothering you. Now, you, you don't like church. You don't like Christians. You don't like Jews. You don't like uh, Americans. You don't like people that raise their hands. You, you don't like people that carry their Bibles. There's something about the prevenient grace. He says, listen, let him carry his Bible. It's okay to have a Bible. What's wrong with having a Bible in your life? The best written book in the world. And so, so verse uh, uh, John 3.20 speaks of the light as Jesus. Neither cometh to the light. Hate it. The light. You see that? Now does that? Is that verse better for you to understand? Now let's go to Ephesians 5.13. Because it takes a different approach in Ephesians 5.13. Yes. 
But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For okay. whatsoever does make manifest is light. Okay. But all things that are reproved, meaning that are convicted, are manifested by the light. So if conviction is a process that causes the light to show the need. And I have a picture of 1795 that a, that a man in England uh, uh, took in order to explain this principle. There it is. Now, look at that camera. That, 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 that. See, the light is shining. And the light is shining on a man standing close to a door. And the shadow of the light caused another man to be presented. So you have three things. You have that which the light shone, which is the, the person in the shadow. Then you have the person itself, and you have the light. And so the light is what exposes that which is inside of you. And so verse Ephesians 5.13 says, But all things that are reproved or convicted are made manifest by the light. Meaning the light comes in to show that which is in you that needs to be under conviction. It convicts you of sin. That's what it says. Remember, verse 8, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient that I go away. For if I do not go away, the comfort will not come unto you. But if I depart, I send unto you. And when he comes, he, he will reprove. He will convict the world of sin. Now, in a large sense, conviction then is, is worldwide. You see, there's conviction in Seattle today. There's conviction in a lot of areas of America that are uh, breaking the law of God. There's conviction. People that uh, uh, have any, 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 any love for God will be convicted. Now, if you hate it, verse John 3.20, if you hate the light, least is the word to pay attention. Let's take a look. For everyone who doth evil hates the light. Neither comes to the light. Least what? What least means? If they do. So it's a question. If they really do. If they want to change. If they open their heart to God. If they are willing. If they are able to open their heart to God. Then the Holy Spirit will convict. See, when you have family members that are unsaved and people that hate God, you just throw the book at them because they really actually never going to make it. But if you can relate to them in a way where they begin to talk to you and you talk to them, and there is some type of interaction between you and them, uh, you know, when you go to the hill and you give somebody a, a plate of food, Kathy, uh, at noon, every Monday through Fridays, you give a plate of food to those on the hill. And he comes to talk to you. He's under conviction. God is already working on that person. There's a picture of a man that came to our Christmas dinner. I don't know what dinner was. 
But he was a big man, bigger than the table. And he sat by himself and stared at everybody, but he was there under conviction. And so in order to deal with the lost and deal with those that do not know Christ, you need to know how the Holy Spirit works when you can't see it. Put that thing there again for me, that picture again, John. Because, you see, the light shines. The light shines no matter what. You understand? What Jesus, what Jesus said in, in, in Matthew 5, uh, uh, 15, uh, 15, I am the light of what? Yes. Now he says, I am the light of the world. Jesus says, I am, I am the light of the world. Meaning, he is the light. So the light shines no matter what. The Holy Spirit stands at attention 24-7. He is able, qualified. He's ahead of you. He's a paraclete who walks alongside of you. And so in order to understand how God works, you have to understand how the Holy Spirit works. It's shining constantly. And you don't have to be worried that you're going to have to convict and you're going to have to change somebody. He is doing without you. The work of the Holy Spirit is spiritual. He is constantly convicting. If there is a door, least, 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 his deeds should be reproved. Least his deed, least he is open, available. And so what do you do when you engage with people? You just, you just be who you are. Relax. Don't have to prove anything. Just let them know your name. Let them know why you're there for. Let them know who you are. You represent Rick Bonfim Ministries in Brazil. You represent Rick Bonfim Ministries in Cuba. You represent this ministry everywhere we go throughout the world. You have to know that, that it, it, it's, it, we're not carrying the gospel in us. The gospel is already there. And if they are exposed to the light, the door is open. Okay? Now, the verb here, convict, is electro, electro, E-L-E-G-C-H-O, C-H-O, okay? Used as rebuke, to discipline, short, show to be guilty. So, are you, are you hearing me about this before I move any further? You understand what I'm saying? Because you need to know that somebody is... Uh, how do you know somebody's under conviction? It's all over them. How does the Spirit of God is able to do that? How does the Spirit of God is able to do that? He shines the light on a man, and he, he, the shadow there is what he's after. Okay? Look at John 3.20 again. Doth evil... He hates the light. Neither cometh to the light. So the question is, how about conviction of those who love the light? If conviction exposes the wrong with those that hate the light, it also works with those who love the light. 
Ah, you're surprised, aren't you? In other words, the Holy Spirit works with the lost much faster than He works with the found. He works with those who are in your immediate in the bloodline of your family. There's not a single person who is not under the conviction of the Holy Spirit. So, so how does uh, how does conviction uh, work on those who love the light? Anybody want to read Romans chapter 5, verse 1, 2, 8, 9, and 10? Let's take a look. Romans chapter 5, verse 1, and verse 2, verse 8, 9, and 10. And I want you to read loud. Go ahead. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. Now, if we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Then Amen. what? Through Him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we so the grace that we have access to, okay, the grace that we have access to, it is the one that covers us from our sins. Yeah, grace is a powerful word. Grace is a mighty word. Grace is an overwhelming word. It's, it's just powerful gospel. When you hear the word for uh, in Romans 5.1, Therefore, since we have been justified, just as if we didn't do it, we have peace with God. So peace comes immediately when you're justified. Now, being justified is means that you have been exposed to the light and it's shining through you and God is dealing with the shadow, with the trash. God is dealing with the trash in your life constantly. You don't have to tell Him to do His job. He knows how to do it. All He wants you to do is to be open. To be available. Don't hide in the dark. Don't disappear. Don't try to be uh, 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 on and off. So when I call you and I talk to you, I want to hear, I'm, I'm in it. I'm with it. How, how you been, brother Rick? I'm okay. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm with it. Oh, but I don't want anybody to know how I feel because this is a private thing. It's not a private thing either. It's not a private thing. It's an open thing. Me and Jesus, we're buddies. And His Holy Spirit is convicting me. And I'm glad, thank you, Jesus, that somebody cares for me to take care of my shadow. Okay, how about verse 8, 9, and 10? But God shows His love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Wait a minute. You're talking about that Christ died for me when I was yet a sinner. I hadn't done nothing about it. He died. That's interesting. What? Um, verse since 9. Therefore, we have now been justified by His blood. Much more shall we be saved by Him from the wrath of God. Meaning that if the light shines on you long enough, it will save you. You see, those of you who are in China and into the, the uh, 1040 window, those of you that are connected to us in, in Europe, and of course in South America in a large number, you're probably understanding this because you speak English and, and by the way, our website in Brazil will produce material in Portuguese. Just give me a little time to get my tongue right and we'll have Portuguese. Amen? 
But what I'm saying to you is that don't, don't try to justify yourself. Now, I have a question. How does conviction, like I'm talking about, and grace mix together? <coughs> Anybody? Get a microphone. Get a microphone. I mean, I kind of consider, I mean, repentance is a gift, so it is a grace of God to convict us. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Okay, how about Matt? Similarly to what Kathy said, um, conviction is God's grace to make us into the image of His Son, to make us more like Jesus. Now, conviction is exposing. Grace is saying to you, it's okay. Okay, have you ha- do you have a credit card? Do you know your grace period? Explain, John. What is the grace period on your credit card? That is the amount of time you have before you start gaining interest. <laughs> in, in other words, in other words, you got ten days, and it's called grace period. You see, the light exposes the grace of God is not ten days, it's continuous, it's forever. Finish the verse, there is there for now. Get a microphone, I want to, there is there for now. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Meaning when you're in Christ Jesus, the grace of God covers you and you don't have to be trying to change yourself. Who changes? <coughs> in, our, in our teaching this morning, Jesus is the... The light. The light exposes your sin and the conviction of God begins to change you. Now that's so, and so the greatest miracle of all of this is the cross of Jesus Christ. Christ is the fact that sin is transformed by the love of Christ. Because He died on the cross, and as an ultimate sacrifice, through Him you're able to be convicted. Do you hear this? So conviction is a gentle, tender move of the Holy Spirit or a deep exposing power to the unbeliever. Okay? Let's go to let's go to that verse again. Ephesians five thirteen. One more time. All things that are exposed are made what? Manifested by by the light. So when you are being convicted, he's changing you and he is he is kind and gentle. Three things happen when you know you are under conviction. Reminds you of the cross. Our, our brochure for this annual meeting at uh, Bethel United Methodist Church in Atlanta, uh, uh, September 23rd, 27th. Uh, we're going to be there with a bunch of people and we're going to minister to that church. Has three crosses <coughs> on the brochure. It is the middle is Christ and the robber and the murderer together. That symbolizes that He stands for the lost. He stands for the broken. 
Some of you that uh, never came to rekindle the flame don't come. You know, I heard a lady say, oh, that's just, you know, those people are just, I hate for them to have flags running around with flags and, and they, they, they're not uh, dancing people. And then you have this idea of kneeling down and lifting hands in the conference and, uh, and people begin to cry when they come to the altar. That's conviction. When conviction comes, people are changed, are renewed. Oh, but I don't want to go to a conference to where there's a hundred people that are alcoholics. Then might as well just move to the moon. Go ahead and move to the moon. Because what you have is not church. What you have is a club. But where there is conviction, the broken, the lost, the poor. That is why we don't charge in that conference. It's $35 for five days of ministry. Why did we do that? Because the poor don't have any money. So, reminds you of the cross. Conviction under the light extends forgiveness before you sin. And conviction under the light gives you strength to get up and get going. Why? Because there's no condemnation. The more you come yourself under Christ, under Jesus, condemnation disappears in Christ. says, there is therefore now no condemnation. Paul says, you are in Christ, you covered. Come in, don't you worry about it. Let the Lord work on your life. Let the light expose everything about you. Let the, let the, the love of God just engulf. For God so loved the world. That He gave His only Son. Now, one of the passages in the Scripture, I don't have much time, get into uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 33 to 41. This is a very, 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 chapter 2, 33 to 41. That's got to be one of the very, one of the most, uh, one of the most, after Pentecost, Peter got up to preach. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received the Father, the promise of the Holy Spirit, He has shed forth this which you now see and hear. For David is not ascended into heavens, but he said himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make your foes your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that the same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts. And said unto Peter, to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Because of the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I tell you, when they began to pray for those people and baptizing them, heaven came down all over the place. But they were pricked at the heart. The Holy Spirit can convict and change you drastically. You know, my father was a, a street pastor. He was a, a pastor of a 10,000 member church, but he was a street pastor. He would drive a Harley, 
You will stop in downtown Rio. You get on top of the Harley with a, a little a little piece of wood that would connect the sidecar to the engine. And he would climb on top, pick up his trumpet and play, and then play his accordion, which I have downstairs in my office. And he began to preach without any uh, sound system. In a matter of seconds, I saw it. In a matter of seconds, there were 200 people all around him. And people began to kneel down, began to cry. And he would get out of that, that motorcycle and begin to lay hands and anoint with awe and pray. And let people fall on the floor. And then I'll come with a ball of yarn and I'll give in to them to hold it. And I said, follow me. And I, I brought about 50 people to the, to the auditorium just about 100 feet away as they went forth inside. And I took, I don't know how many hundreds and hundreds of people I took into that auditorium as a little boy. Why do they came under conviction so fast? Because the light shineth bright on those who understand the light. When you see Jesus and His Holy Spirit, there is conviction. I'll see you tomorrow.